Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hey, uh, I did a little mess up, so I hope that we're on air. I accidentally muted the person that's recording. So, All right, so are we ready to go? Yeah, I muted everything, just as you were saying, except the person that's recording. And I heard except, and I'd already hit the button. Yeah. Well, good evening, everybody. I am so excited to hear everybody on the list that's here tonight. This is exciting. Um, welcome to our every other week. Yep, we are talk. recording. Just so okay. you know. Thank you. Sorry about that. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, welcome everyone. Um, thank you, Mika, for being my host tonight. Um, we always have a great turnout for my recipe swaps. This has become so much fun, and I think everybody looks forward to this every other week. So tonight we are. Um, doing the chicken dance. So I heard somebody trying to sing it, and I should have. We should have started with the theme. Does that song actually have words? Um, no, it doesn't. I think so. <laughs> no, but unless it's a you're, lot unless of fun you're really to do. drunk and trying to do it. Exactly. If you're at a wedding, and because that is a standard wedding dance. But anyway, so welcome everyone. So tonight we're doing something different on the introduction. And the way we do these calls is you introduce yourself, tell us where you're from, say if this is the first time you have joined us. And I welcome everybody, whether you've been here since we started 22 weeks ago or if this is your first call, and then you give us your recipe right then. And um, we don't care if you're making chicken soup, chicken salad, or chicken casseroles, or chicken on a grill. We want to hear anything you can do with a chicken. So we're going to do something different tonight. We're going to do cities that you live in. So if you live in a city that starts with a, B, C, or D, the first letter of your city. Raise your hand and Mika will call on you. All right, Kathy. Kathy Casey. Hi, yes. Kathy. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Where are you uh, from? I'm from Albany, New York, the capital of New York State. And this is not your first time to be here. No, it's not. <laughs> Welcome. So share Thank your you. recipe. Um, okay, <clears throat> I'm going to wing this because I actually threw this together one night and it came out pretty good. Okay. You take, I like the I way you up, said wing it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that when I said it. Oh, my gosh. Didn't even think about that. That's great. Um, what I do, you take a 13 by 9 pan and you take boneless breast of chicken and cut it up. My suggestion is to bake it first, then cut it up and add it. To that, you'd add a can of cream of mushroom soup, a bag of frozen mixed vegetables, and top it off with stovetop stuffing mix. Uh, prepare it like you would bake it, but you're not gonna you're gonna bake it, but you're gonna put it on top of all the mixture. Bake it at three fifty for I'd say about 40 minutes, and you've got one big meal in a pan. 
So do you prepare the stuffing with the butter and everything first and then put it on top of the chicken? Correct. Oh, okay. That sounds yeah. delicious. Well, thank you, Kathy, so much, and thank you for being here. Uh, how much how, how much chicken breast do you use? I uh, use I use three three chicken breasts. Okay. Because you want enough I, um, enough meat in there. Sheila, and, I didn't mean uh, to I didn't mean to jump in. This is my no. first time on this, but and Ray, you are welcome to ask any questions of anybody. That's okay. That, that's what this call is all about. And Kathy, that sounds delicious. I'm going to have to try that because I love stuffing and chicken. So thank you, Kathy. Uh, you're welcome. All right. All right. Next is Verlin. Verlin, welcome. Thank you. Uh, I live in Denton, Texas, and I haven't really given this a lot of thought, but I thought, okay, I live in a uh, senior retirement home, and they have a dining room downstairs. Uh One of the things they used to serve that I really liked was a chicken wrap, and you could um, make your own if you had an air fryer or something, but I would suggest just buying chicken fingers or chicken nuggets that have the breading on the outside. And we had spinach tortillas here, but you could use whatever kind you want. And they would put uh, ranch dressing with lettuce and tomato and cheese and just roll that all up like a burrito. It was really good. Mm, Yum. We have that. We have a Publix here and you can go into their deli where they make their subs and you can ask for that. And I love that wrap. I would ask them to put the, after they'd wrapped it up, I'd ask them to put it on their grill and then kind of mash it down with a spatula so that it would get sort of warm and singed on the outside, crispy. And I preferred it that way. Well, thank you. You're welcome. You bet. Mika, who's next? Next is Vicki. Vicki. Hey. uh, Hi. Um. I'm going to talk about a recipe, and um, Sheila, I, you probably already got it. I mailed this to you for the document. Um, the yes. name of the the name of the recipe is apple Hang chicken. On. Where are you from? Oh, okay. I'm from Alexandria. I'm from Alexandria, Virginia. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay, great. I'm from Alexandria, Virginia. This is Vicki Ratcliffe. Um, the recipe is called apple chicken curry salad. And here are the ingredients. Two cups of cooked chicken. Now, what I do is just cook a couple chicken breasts. You really could put as much chicken in this salad as you want. Next ingredient, one cup of celery, chopped. Then three apples, and you do not need to peel the apples. One half cup of mayonnaise. One half teaspoon of rosemary and one-fourth cup of sour cream, and one to two uh, teaspoons, or a little more if you want, of curry powder. And so here are the directions. Do not peel apples, and really all you do is combine the mayonnaise, sour cream, rosemary, and curry, and mix well. And then you take that and mix it that mixture in with your cooked chicken, and just chill it. And I have to tell you, uh, I have served this to several company, several guests, and many people like it with the curry. It was something I added to this recipe, actually, but a lot of people really like it. It's easy to make, and uh, you could use it on sandwiches, or you could just have it uh, 
as a salad with something else. You could even use grapes instead of apples if you wanted to, or you could even put a few nuts in there if you wanted. Hmm. So I hope you all enjoy it. Thank you, Vicki. And that sounds really good. Yes, Eugene. How long do you cook your chicken, and what temperature do you cook it on? Well, I normally just do mine on top of the stove, like to boil it in water if I'm doing chicken breast. You know what I'm saying? To cook it that way. Um, Because it depends on how many breasts you're doing. I normally do it for about uh, on maybe 45, 50 minutes on top of the stove. That's the way I do mine. You could cook it. In the microwave, if you wanted, you could cook it in the oven, your chicken, but whatever is easiest for you. Or sometimes I use leftover rotisserie chicken. Yeah, yeah that would work. That would work, too. Yeah, that works really well. That worked good, too. Thank you, Vicki, and thank you for being here. Sure, thank you. And thank you for sending me your document, because that does make my life a whole lot easier. <laughs> yeah, I thought it would be easier for you to already have it, so there you go. Yeah. And for anybody that is new on the call, I have created documents for all 10 of the recipe swaps we have had. And this is our 11th. So if you want me to send you the documents, I'm happy to do that. All you have to do is send me an email. But what I do after the call is I try to sit down and I put the documents in one document. So this one will be the chicken recipe swap document so mika who's next next is abraham hi abraham welcome hello uh, this is abraham from durham north carolina and my recipe is hawaiian chicken mm. you take you take three pounds of chicken put it in a slow cooker you take one 15 ounce can of pineapple if you want it to look pretty use the rings if you just want to be able to eat throw the ch- use chunks then an 18-ounce container of barbecue sauce. I'd recommend Baby Ray Sweet and Spicy. That turned out really good. Cook it for five hours, and you're done. All you need to do is spoon it over some rice and noodles, and you got a nice dinner. Now, do you drain the pineapple or no? Yeah, I drain it in the slow cooker. I mean, do you do you put... I, d- I dump everything in the slow okay. cooker. Okay. Oh, that sounds really good. <laughs> thank you for sharing that, and thank well, you for being here. Thank you, and you're welcome. All right, Mika, who's next? Next is uh, next is Hiel. Hiel, good evening. Hello, I'm from Bellevue, Washington. Um, so, and this is my first time, by the way. I've been well, meaning to come before. We're happy to have you. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, so, can I add just a little tidbit of the, the couple of recipes that I've already heard? I heard the curry recipe, and I had that recently from a store deli, and they added raisins and cranberries. So that was really good. Um, that was basically the same exact recipe that was stated before about the curry, curry chicken salad. Right. Um, and it the, was just, Yeah, the awesome thing about these recipes is you can fix it and make it the way yeah. you want it. But the, we give you the basics that people like. And then yeah, yeah, when she said that recipe, I was like, <gasps> cranberries and raisins. And, yeah, so... Um, <clears throat> Another thing, um, so one thing that I started doing um, actually last year was making my chicken for the week on occasion. So buy um, a pack of five or six chicken breasts, chicken thighs actually, um, sometimes breast, and I dump it all in the crock pot. 
Then I put seasonings in there. I put garlic, squeezed garlic, minced garlic rather, um, all over it and the seasonings that I want. Um, I also use, put a, a couple of bay leaves in there if I want. Um, and then sometimes, so I let that cook low and slow for um, seven to eight hours. But if I want to add veggies to it, an hour or two before the chicken's finished, I add mushrooms and tomatoes. And if you add the little cherry tomatoes, the cherry tomatoes will be, the, the peel would just come off so smooth and just squishy, yummy tomatoes. Um, and I also add broccoli and I've added carrots, um, just all sorts of stuff. And then I make it for the week and I'll make rice or pasta or something like that to go with it. Now, when you put your chicken in with the seasoning, do you do any liquid with it, or do you? Just- um, no. Sometimes I'll do the. Um, I used to do liquid, but I realized that the chicken doesn't really need liquid, um, mm-hmm. be- because I put it in frozen. Oh, so, okay. okay. Yeah, I always put it in frozen because I'm I'm too lazy to to take it out and thaw. Um, and you put it on low, so it just kind of... Low, yeah. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. I used to do the can of mushroom soup, but I noticed that the next day, it it wasn't as good as it was straight out of the pot. So I stopped doing that. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here, and thank you for sharing. No problem. Thank you. All right. Mika, who's next? Next is Penny. Hi, Penny. How are you? I'm good now that I'm unmuted. Um, <laughs> let's see. I live... Okay, I live in Birmingham, Alabama, so B is my city is B. And um, we love chicken down here, fried, baked, or any way you fix it. <laughs> um, the race, uh, One thing I've always had trouble with when I've looked at recipes, they'll say, add so much cooked chicken, and I'm like, well, how do you cook the chicken? Do you bake it? Do you boil it? Do you, you know, I mean, how do you fix it? The recipe I'm going to tell you all about is uh, chicken tetrazzini that my mother used to fix. She would use cooked chicken. And I think probably what you what she told me one time when I tried to make, make uh, chicken and dumplings and I failed miserably was that you should use um, chick- the legs and the thighs of the chicken with the bones in them, you know, because dark meat has more flavor sometimes and um chicken breasts do and so like boneless chicken breasts so what i think you'd probably want to do is you could boil chicken quarters uh and put salt and um whatever seasons you want maybe a little onion kind of flavor up the water some and boil it for about 45 minutes and then take the chicken off the chicken breast and i would use like four chicken breasts or you could use rotisserie chicken if you wanted to do that or you could use canned chicken, or you could use tuna or turkey for this dish. And what you do is take your cooked uh, chicken or turkey or your canned tuna that you drain, uh, and you add it to a bowl, and you make a box of pasta, you know, like spaghetti pasta. And what I would do is break up the pasta before I cook it so you don't have the long stringy noodles that you have to contend with, and then bake cook the noodles and you mix that in with the chicken uh and then you add a cream of mushroom soup and then you add olives and we add um which i would do and maybe maybe a little onion if you want to or uh anything like that um and i would then 
put in eight ounces of grated cheddar cheese and mix that up with the chicken and the mushroom soup. And if you needed to add more soup, you could maybe use a can of uh, chicken celery soup if you wanted to. But uh, And then you put all that in a big casserole uh, pan. I'd make enough to make a 13 by 9 casserole dish. And then you top it with like pepperidge parm breadcrumbs and put it in the oven for like maybe 35 minutes and you got you some chicken tetrazzini. And it's great to fix after you've had turkey or, you know, like for Thanksgiving and you've got plenty of leftover poultry for it. Well, now, Penny, let me ask you a question. The canned wouldn't have the same flavor as no, it boiling the leg quarters. So no, where would you get the flavor from? Because you would need that. You'd probably have to put in more seasonings. Yeah. I've never used canned chicken, but I'm just saying that you yeah, could. You can. Yeah. But I don't think it would have the same flavor. Right. I think that'd be the lazy casserole. <laughs> that's a so, silly question really like that. <laughs> but it does go good with tuna if you want to use tuna in there because it's it's really good if you have tuna and if, if you use tuna I'd put in a little lemon to kind of flavor it up a little bit somebody that's had a question yes I did uh, um, <clears throat> what exactly are chicken quarters I keep hearing about them and I just buy whole parts so the chicken quarter is the leg and the thigh together. Oh, okay. It's, That's what it's, a chicken okay. quarter is. And they usually okay. have in packages, they might have four in a package or you might have eight in a package. Right. Okay. Now, I wasn't I wasn't sure exactly. Yeah. What, That's, okay. That's what chicken quarters are. Yeah. And there's a lot of skin, a lot of extra fat, and, mm -hmm. and there is a lot of good flavor in a leg quarter. So, yeah. Penny, thank you so much for being here. And this is not your first call. <laughs> no, it is not. It is not my first call. And thank you for being here. Uh, Mika, who's next? Um, that's, that is all for this round. So, so, all right. So, if you live in a city that starts with E, F, G, or H. What's I'm going to actually go. Um, so, I'm all Mika. Right. I live in Federal Way, Washington, and I failed you <laughs> because I didn't come up with the recipe. But I it's like okay. chicken. <laughs> it's okay. I'll send you the document. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I try to at least pretend like I cook, you know, on these calls. So <laughs> and, and, and this is not your first call. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, let's see. Okay. Uh, Sorry, I just had to say that. <laughs> What's that? I, I don't know what you said. I missed it. I'm going to make a cook out of you yet. Oh. <laughs> All right. We're going to go with Eugene. Yeah, I raised my hand, but I was just a little late, I guess. That's all right. Um, Eugene from Clearwater. What I have is a, I do this, I take chicken breast, and I take in, uh, before I do anything with the breast, of course, you got to get them defrosted and thawed out. I take a whole bunch of potato chips that have habanero in them, habanero chips. I crush them up real, real fine. I dip the chicken in the milk, dip it in the habanero chips to coat it. I put it on a rack with the oven preheated at 400 and cook it for 30 minutes and check to make sure that the chicken juice is running clear and you got nice, tasty habanero chicken breast. Mm. And they're not real hot. They're, they're, they're a little spicy. All right. I heard of people using hot Cheetos. 
So that's you, the habanero chips are kind of an interesting. Yep. You could, sounds, use, you could use anything. Yeah. That sounds very, I'm coming over for dinner. When are you making it? Uh, as soon as I get to the store to get some chicken. <laughs> I got some chicken cordon blues, but you know, that, that won't taste as good with uh, habanero. No. no. <laughs> well, thank you, Eugene. Okay. This is not your first Hello, call. everybody. Nope, not my first one. Oh, hi, Raul. Well, hi there. All right. <laughs> Sorry I'm late. That's all right. We'll let you in. Okay, next. All right. Next up is Ray. Hi, Ray. Hey, how are y'all, how y'all doing? This is my first uh, recipe call. I've been to Welcome. many, many other ACB calls, of course, but and I host a few, but uh, this is, uh, and Mika trained me, so you know I'll do a good job. Anyway. Uh, um, we are so happy to have you. I am from Glenellan, Illinois, uh, just outside Chicago, and so, uh, and of course, second vice president ACB. And my chicken recipe tonight, we actually got this from uh, a uh, weight, through a weight loss uh, plan that we were working on a few years ago. Uh, and Karen and I really like it. Um, it's called creamy Italian chicken, and what you need to make it is two pounds of boneless, skinless chicken breast. This is a crock pot recipe. Um, one packet of uh, Good Seasons Italian dressing mix, or you could use anything else, like one of those small packets, uh, half a cup of water, and a can of, we use Campbell's Healthy Request cream of mushroom soup, or cream of chicken soup, excuse me, but you can use any you know, cream of chicken soup, and then an eight-ounce package of uh, cream, reduced fat cream cheese. <clears throat> and what you do is you take the two pounds of chicken, you put that in the crock pot, and Take the Italian dressing mix and mix that up in a mixing bowl with a half a cup of water, with your water, and you pour that over the chicken and cook it on low in the crock pot for eight hours. When it's cooked, you uh, what what I do is I take the chicken, you take the chicken out of the crock pot and I'll set it aside on a plate, and then I mix the uh, cream cheese and cream of chicken soup in right, right directly in the crock pot. And then put the chicken back into that mixture and take one of those big forks and shred it and stir it around and uh, cook for about another hour to let it blend through. And it's great served over rice. We use the Trader Joe's organic brown rice, uh, which takes like three minutes to cook per packet. Um, You can do, we've used white rice before. Um, In fact, um, Um, you could even take your rice and actually, actually you could take this recipe and once you put the cream of chicken soup and cream cheese mixture in, you could actually take and put the rice in and pressure cook it. And we did that. We, uh, well, actually we were at Larry Turnbull's house and he did that once and it was really, uh, very good. So, uh, it's a good recipe. Uh, it takes a, it's one of those things that you start in the morning and you go to work and you come home and it's something to look forward to. Uh, or if you want to get tortured around your house and smell the chicken cooking, it's a, a great thing. Uh, um, Sheila, I've got this in a document. I'll be glad to send it to you for the uh, file. That would be awesome. Thank you so much. All right. We are, I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for being here. Well, I've, it's, uh, it's, uh, I do. Um, I'm, I'm happy to get all these good recipes. I'm getting really hungry. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks a lot, everyone. And, and like I said, if you aren't getting the documents, you let me know because I'm. Uh, we've got 10 so far, and tonight will be the 11th. So 
All right. Who's next, Mika? Next is Linda. Hi, Linda. Hi, Sheila. Um, I'm from Harrison, Arkansas, so I fell into the category. I have a different Hawaiian chicken recipe for you, and it too is a crock pot recipe, and my family loves it. And it's really easy. Um, basically, there's only four items in it. So you take your boneless, skinless chicken breasts, and you cut them up. I cut mine up in bite-sized pieces. It just makes it so much easier to eat. And then you throw the chicken. So you set that aside for a second. And then you blend together, a well, for about to one to one and a half pounds of chicken. I have to double it here for my big family. So I use three pounds of chicken. But anyway, for the single batch, you blend together a third of a cup of soy sauce and a half of a cup of brown sugar and the pineapple juice. And you can use you can use chunk or crushed pineapple for this. Um, I found when I put the rings in there that they didn't give it quite as much flavor, but it, it is pretty. So then you just put all that in your crock pot and then put your chicken in and stir it all together and let it cook on low for about mm, seven hours, on high for about four and then you make your rice, and then because it seems to go farther here, we stir the rice in just at the last minute so that nobody is putting rice on their plate and then having to put the chicken over it. So it's a little different spin on the Hawaiian chicken. I might try that other recipe. Um, well, thank you. And this is not your first call either. <laughs> oh, no. But I'm going to leave here in a minute and join the ACB women call. So. Well, I don't blame you. And well, I'm on their committee. <laughs> you, have to, you have to be there. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thank you for being here. Sure. Next up is Marie. Hi, Marie. Welcome. Uh, okay, I'm Marie from Fairfax, Virginia, and this is my first call of the day. So, <laughs> but it's not your first recipe swap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Sheila, I'm going to send you two recipes, but on tonight's call, you get a choice of um, chicken divan lasagna or key lime Whoa. chicken thighs. Mm. Hmm, let me see. If I had my choice, I want to hear the key lime one. Oh, that's what I, okay. I made this in the 90s when I lived in Richmond, so I found a very similar recipe. So what you what you need is um, eight um, bone-in chicken thighs, about um, six ounces each. Uh, you want to remove the skin. What I do with the skin, well, when I had a dog, I'd, you know, fry it up and then um, mix it in with my, um, with my do dog's food. So, anyways. Three tablespoons butter. Two to three tablespoons of key lime juice or, or lime juice. Um, Twelve to sixteen drops of hot pepper sauce. One teaspoon brown sugar. One teaspoon. One teaspoon of brown sugar. One teaspoon. One teaspoon of chicken bouillon granules. A half teaspoon of salt. Half teaspoon of poultry seasoning. Half a teaspoon of dried crushed rosemary. A fourth to um half a teaspoon of pepper. A fourth of teaspoon of paprika. The directions are really simple. Place the chicken in the um, grease um, nine by thirteen um, pan. Dot with butter and sprinkle the lime juice and hot pepper sauce 
you know, over um, over the chicken. Then you want to combine the all the other ingredients and sprinkle it evenly over your um, chicken. Um, bake um, in a preheated 425 degree oven um, for about 30 minutes or until your thermometer reaches 170 to 175. And then um, take it out of the oven um, before you um, before you plate it up. Pour yourself a nice glass of white wine. Um, serve, drink, and enjoy. <laughs> and did it say uncovered? I think it said uh, uncovered. Wet, so Hello. ingredients and sprinkle evenly over yeah. the Make a cover. Yes, uncovered. Unco- yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, and it's really good. The other recipe I use called to deglaze the the pan. Um, with a third cup of warm water, but um, with this recipe, it didn't say to do that. But I'm sure you can try and see what what happens. <laughs> well, that sounds excellent, and I, you know, one of these days I'm coming to visit you because you've got so many good recipes, and I like wine. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, no so problem. Thank you, thank you for being here. No problem. Take care. All right, Mika, who's next? Okay, next is someone with the uh, area code. 615. Um, Who might that be? It's me. Okay, so let me ask you. I wanted to go to another session at 730, but my town doesn't start till in. Can I go ahead and go? It's Jeannie. Uh, Yes, Jeannie. I don't know. Let me think. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, come on. Come on. I'll I'll give you a special privilege. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) I appreciate it. Just for that, I'm going to send an air fryer recipe and an Instant Pot recipe to you because I'm, right. I bet you haven't got your Instant Pot yet. Okay, so right. air fryer. And where are you oh, from? I'm sorry. Yep, Jeannie Johnson from Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks. I forget not everybody knows me. Okay. Yeah. okay, so air fryer yummy grilled chicken breasts, and they really are. My husband requests them often. Generously coat boneless, skinless chicken breasts on both sides with Cajun seasoning and Italian seasoning, whatever one, both of them, but whatever brand you like best, of course. Um, Garlic powder, salt, and pepper. And then, and I always, um, after I coat them, then I put them in a Ziploc bag because it minimizes the mess. But with a meat mallet, you want to pound them until they're all about the same thickness. And I usually do four at a time. Um, Then after you do that, you air fry at about 375 for 10 minutes, turn over and cook 10 minutes more on the other side, and then they should be done. And they turn out really crispy and flavorful on the outside, and they're delicious. Wow. There you go. Thank you, Quick and easy and wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. One of these days, I'll know how to use an air fryer or an Instabot. I'll help you. <laughs> thank okay, thank you. Thank you for being here. All right, Mika, okay, who's bye-bye. next? Uh, that's it for this round. All right. This round. We stopped at I, right? Uh, <laughs> I said, I thought you said D-E-F-G-H, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Okay. I came in right. late, Sheila. It's Mary Jinchero. I'm not sure where I fit in, so just tell you, me whenever. What 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 city do you live in? Oh, I didn't. And like I said, I came in late, so I don't know what the deal is. Um, well, I'm a so suburb of Fort Lauderdale. It's called Plantation, All right, in Florida. So we're not there yet. Mary. Okay, not didn't know. Didn't know. Didn't right. know since I came in so, late. Okay, thanks. Oh, right, uh, thank we you, have Mary. Zelda. 
who has her hand up. But go ahead and announce who else you want to have their hands raised. So if you came in late and you live in a city, we're not doing birthdays. We're doing city. Okay. It starts with A to H. Oh, okay. If if your city lives. All right. Uh oh, Raul. Raise your hands. <laughs> Raise your hands. <laughs> Raise those hands. Uh, Zelda. I think you were hand raising. Yeah, well, you're you're not. It's not your turn. It's Zelda's. Hang on, Raul. <laughs> okay. Good evening. This is Zelda Gebhardt, and I'm from Edgeley, North Dakota. And I just wanted to share um, a chicken recipe that I found when I was looking for a recipe that didn't have to be cooked on top of the stove or in the oven, because I know some now people that, are... Is, is this your first call? It is my first call. Welcome! Yes, I've been wanting to come, and I've enjoyed your recipes that you were sharing, but uh, I thought it was time for me to share one. Thank you. So um, this chicken recipe, somebody has said earlier, how do you cook the chicken? Well, I think it's fun to have a cooked chicken around, and then you can deal with it in many different ways. And this is a really flavorful, good way to to cook a whole chicken. Um, I find that you can find those on sale sometimes very reasonably, um, like a three to five pound whole chicken with all of its bone and skin attached, and you give it the spa treatment. Um, you you wash it thoroughly inside and out and pat it dry, and then you mix up into a small bowl um, a tablespoon of brown sugar, two teaspoons salt, one teaspoon pepper, a half a teaspoon of garlic powder, a half a teaspoon of onion powder, and this is the kicker, a teaspoon of smoked paprika. And you mix that all together, and you take that, and you rub it on the chicken. You give them a thorough massage with this mixture. Um, and and then you take a piece of, of aluminum foil, just a long piece, and roll it up so it's a snake, and you join it and make a crown because you're going to treat your chicken extra special. You put that in the bottom of your slow cooker and set your chicken on top of it like a throne. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that way it is it is actually um, cooking but not stewing um, in its own juices. And this ends up to be a really juicy chicken that you can use in a lot of different ways. I cook it on low for like seven to eight hours. And because it has the brown sugar in it and the smoked paprika, it doesn't have that pale, uh, anemic look. It looks like it's got a suntan. So, you know, it looks like it's been cooked in the oven. And so it's very appetizing looking, too. But then you can use that cooked chicken in any which way you can. You don't have to fiddle with thermometers. You know it's well done. And it's yet it's, it's tender and moist. <coughs> Oh, my gosh. That sounds awesome. And I'll send you that recipe. Thank you. You're welcome. And if you don't have all the documents that I have done, please tell me and I will send them to you. Oh, I think I do. So thank you. Welcome. That's what enticed me to come tonight is is your sharing of recipes. Well, welcome. We're glad to have you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Who's next? Next is area code 608. And I'm wondering if that's Patty, but I could be lying. Sometimes I recognize cool. area codes. Yep. Sometimes. You're right, oh, yay. <laughs> hey, 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 I'm in trouble now, Mika. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> my, mine is, I'm a little late, so excuse me for, for being Arcadia, Wisconsin, so in A, but mine is chicken nacho casserole. Ooh. And you take two cups of cooked chicken and you shred it or dice it, whichever you prefer. Three cups of tortilla chips, any flavor you want. Two cups of the Mexican-style cheese. You can have whatever flavor, that, how hot you want it. Um, one small can of the green chilies. One half cup of sour cream. And one fourth cup of chopped green onion. Um, and you, you preheat your oven to 350 degrees. And then in a 13 by 9 inch either um, glass pan or casserole, you layer your chicken, your chips, the chilies, and cheese. And you pop it in the oven for 10 minutes or until um, the cheese is melted. And then you remove it and cool it for just slightly. And then um, when you're serving it, you top it with the sour cream and onion. And that is it. And I will send that as a document to you. Thank you, Patty. Oh, my goodness. See, that's the kind of stuff I like. <laughs> that's awesome. Easy. Thank you so much. Thank you. But, and thank you for being here. All right. Mika, who's next? Uh, next is area code 614. So let me. Hello. Please unmute yourself. One second. Then we'll unmute them. Okay, area code six. Ah, you did find me. I did. Okay. Um, oh, I know that voice. I bet you do. Who is well, that? Pardon? It, introduce yourself and where you're from. Okay, um, this is Shirley, and I'm in Columbus, Ohio. And um, this is kind of a variation of uh, another recipe that I gave another time, but this is with uh, with chicken. It's it's a chicken stew, and I happen to think of it because we had some tonight that we had made last year, and it was in the freezer, and we got it out, and it was delicious. Um, and it's a crock pot meal, so um, you take just some boneless chicken breast. And we usually make it with about a pound, but, um, you know, that's flexible. And you um, put it in the crock pot. And then I buy these frozen stew vegetables. Uh, we get them from Kroger. If you don't have a Kroger around, they're kind of hard to find. But, you know, you can use some soup vegetables if you have to. I love the, the Kroger frozen vegetables because... They're actually vegetables for stew, and they have uh, little uh, round pearl onions in them and potatoes and carrots and celery. So it's an ideal type thing. If I can't get those, sometimes I'll put, you know, canned potatoes and some other things of that nature. I usually add some barley. You don't want the quick cooking barley. You need the regular pearl barley. And um, then we'll usually put in some um, cream of mushroom soup, and then I'll also add some chicken broth. You can play with this somewhat. Um, sometimes we'll add, like, um, a can of uh, tomatoes or something like that along with it, you know, to give it more flavor and give it a little bit more liquid, especially when you're using the boneless chicken breast, which can tend to be a little dry, and the pearl barley needs a fair amount of liquid to cook. Otherwise, it's going to dry out and not do real well. 
And uh, then we also usually add a couple other vegetables. Sometimes we'll throw a can of um, a corn in it or something like that. I even like that Chinese corn. Sometimes we add that. We always put some mushrooms in it and usually add a packet of the dry onion soup mix. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's got some flexibility. And then mix that all up, put it in the crock pot. And a lot of times we even put it in the night before and put it in the refrigerator because we have the lift out type crock pot. And then you're ready to start it in the morning and we cook it for eight hours on low. And if you can't start it in time to do that, you can always start it on high and then switch it. I don't like to cook it, you know, all day on high, but you can start it on high to make up for some of the time and then uh, switch it. So. Like I said, you know, you can play with it some, but I think it has a wonderful flavor by the time you put all that together. You can add green beans, you can add, you know, lima beans, you can add a number of things to it. But those are the basics anyway that we start out with. Well, thank you you so much for being here. Well, thank you. I uh, appreciate what you're doing. Have a good evening. You too, dear. All right, who's next, Mika? Um, that is all that we have with their hands raised for the cities. All right, so wait a minute. Question, question. Uh-huh. Um, this is Susan from Texas. Uh, for Shirley, how do you keep the potatoes from being mushy? You know, they really um, they really don't get very mushy, to be honest with you. They, they stay fairly... Um, nice and firm. I mean, you, you know, you put them in and they're, you know, they're, they're sliced. I, well, they might get just a little bit, you know, on the soft side. I mean, if you don't like them that way, um, but even you if know, you freeze maybe it, they don't get mushy. Not so much, not as much as I thought they would. They're, they're not as firm, obviously, as they were when you first made it. The potatoes aren't totally ideal once you've frozen them, but they're not as bad as I thought they would be. I mean, they don't like turn into, you know, mashed potatoes. Um, they're not as firm as they were, you know, the first time you ate them. So that has to be something to consider. You know, if you don't like that kind of consistency, you might not want to freeze them because they're not quite the same as they were the first time. That's the only thing I'm probably not totally, you know, crazy about because there is a little bit of a difference, but, you know, we kind of like it and eat it anyway, so. (laughs) You like the flavor, right? Yeah, I do. I do. And and they're not, you know, like I said, I don't think the consistency is that bad. They're not going to have quite the same consistency, but they're not bad. Right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Susan, for your question. It sounded like Abraham had a question as well. Abraham, yeah. go ahead. I just wanted to make a comment. When using the slow cooker, if you use the standard baked potatoes, they tend to get a little mushier if you try freezing them. But if you use the little red potatoes, uh, they tend to stay firm. Thank you, Abraham. You're welcome. All right. Mika, who's next? Nobody? Nobody. Nobody. All right. So if you came in late, we're doing something very different tonight. We're doing the city you live in, town, city, whatever you call it. So we have done A through H. We are I-J-K-L-M. So if you live in a city that starts with anything from A to M, please raise your hand. Okay. So we have... 
And Mary, I'm sorry, hon. I, I realized I accidentally put your, your hand down by accident. Um, <laughs> Lucy. Hi, Lucy. How are you tonight? I'm great. And this is yeah. Lucy from Lansing, Michigan. Oh, okay. And <clears throat> my recipe is taken from um, the Pillsbury Fast and Healthy Cookbook, but I did modify it just a tad. <laughs> I added the, the Parmesan cheese. So this is called oven fried herb Parmesan chicken. The ingredients are <clears throat> one half cup cornflakes, but I use um, any kind of like breadcrumbs, seasoned breadcrumbs, just because I like them better. Um, one fourth teaspoon salt, one fourth teaspoon garlic powder. One fourth teaspoon paprika, one eighth teaspoon ground red pepper, one fourth cup grated Parmesan cheese, one egg white, one teaspoon water, eight boneless, skinless chicken breasts. So you preheat your oven to 450 and you line a 15 by 10 by one inch baking pan, like a jelly roll cake pan, you know, sheet, cookie sheet, and you line it with foil, <clears throat> and then you spray the foil with any kind of nonstick cooking spray, so it makes it real easy to, you know, get this out. So in a small bowl, you combine your crumbs, salt, garlic powder, paprika, brown red pepper, and Parmesan cheese, and you mix it well. In another small bowl, you beat your egg white and water until frothy. Now, I usually end up using the whole egg just because I don't care. <laughs> I'm lazy to separate it. So you, um, you, pla you place your chicken in the sprayed foil lined pan, and you brush it with the um, egg white mixture, and I do it on both sides. And then you sprinkle it with the crumb mixture and again I make sure that I do it on both sides and you bake this at 450 degrees for 15 to 20 minutes and you um, you don't cover it so um, you bake it until the chicken is fork tender and juices run clear which well you know it's kind of hard to tell but anyway this makes eight servings and it's really good mm. oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. thank you dear Thank you for you're being welcome. here. Yep, you're welcome. All right. All right. Who's next? next is Kayla. Hi, Kayla. Hi, Kayla. Hey. How are you? So, I'm doing good. I'm Kayla, and I am from Mesa, Arizona. And um, I'm going to tell you how to make a loaded um, chicken Alfredo gnocchi bake. So... So um, the first ingredient is one package gnocchi, and I usually make that from scratch nope. because it's cheaper. Gnocchi is like a potato oh, okay. thing. Okay. It's Italian. I had it in Italy and fell in love with it. To, yeah, you need to explain that because I'm going to have to write this up, and I'm going to go, what is she I talking about? To you. I, I already emailed the recipe to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, gnocchi is it's like a potato Dumpling, I would describe it as. They're super oh, yummy. Okay. okay. And then we're going to have two cups oh, frozen broccoli. By, by the way, it's what you use, the Italians use instead of pasta. It's an is a, is a Italian dish, and they use the potatoes instead of pasta. Oh, 
Oh, well, thank you, dear. No problem. It's yeah, my favorite fish. I had it. I had it in Italy for the first time, and then I went to Olive Garden. I'm like, no, this is just not the same. So now I just make it myself. <laughs> <laughs> my friends right. joke around and say we need a little nookie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Guys. Thank you, Marie. <laughs> so we got our package of gnocchi, <laughs> two cups of frozen broccoli, two cups cube chicken, and I will either use um, leftover rotisserie chicken or if I make grilled chicken and have some leftover, I'll throw that in. I'm not picky. Um, a half a cup of crumbled cooked bacon. One tablespoon minced garlic, a jar, a 15-ounce jar of Alfredo sauce, one cup of shredded mozzarella cheese, and a half a cup of Monterey Jack cheese. And you can put green onions for garnish if you would like. Um, we are going to preheat the oven to 400 degrees, and we're going to grease a 9 by 13 pan. You'll cook the gnocchi to, uh, according to um, the package directions. And typically, you can find it in on the pasta aisle, and it's in, like, a shrunk wrap package. Um, so it's, like, plastic. So if you're buying it in the store, that's kind of what you're looking for. So now we're going to take all the ingredients, the chicken, the gnocchi, um, the bacon, the Alfredo sauce, and we're going to mix it all together in a bowl, pour it into the pan. I usually just mix it together in the pan because... That's an extra dish. Um, <laughs> I'm right there with I, I you. Got to, I got 50 cents alone for my kids to unload the dishwasher now. So, um, And then um, you're going to sprinkle the two different kinds of cheese on top. Um, we're going to bake for 20 minutes. And then we're uncovered. And then we're going to turn the, the oven to broil for two to three minutes just to kind of toast up the top of the um, cheese. Everything's already pre-cooked. So you don't have to worry about, we're just rewarming it through and melting the cheese and browning it on top. And that's the end. And I already emailed this to you since I had it up on my screen anyways. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. And that does sound really good. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. All right, Mika, who's next? All right. um, Next we have Cache. Hi, Cache. She always makes me hungry and always makes me smile. <laughs> Hi, Cache. Hello. Hi. I have something very uh, simple. Where are you from? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, this is Cache from Jacksonville, <laughs> from Jacksonville, Florida. And I have. I try to keep everybody straight. I know, you know? Right? <laughs> And I always remember that. And I was like, I was trying to turn the TV down, too, so sorry. Um, I have, uh, it could be an appetizer or a snack. It's uh, quick chicken bites. And you'll need two to three chicken breasts, skinless chicken breasts. You'll slice those in about half-inch pieces. You should get about eight to ten pieces per chicken breast. And what you'll do is you will um, dip the chicken breasts. And barbecue sauce, which you'll, you'll need a half a cup of barbecue sauce and a half a cup of seasoned breadcrumbs. So you'll cut your chicken, dip it in the barbecue sauce, and then roll it in the seasoned breadcrumbs. Place it on a baking sheet. You'll bake it in the oven on 350 for about 15 minutes. You'll take it out, brush, 
brush um, each side with barbecue sauce and bake for 10 more minutes. And there you have quick chicken bites. And did you say it's, the chicken is not pre-cooked, right? No. So you're going to slice, you're going to slice the chicken little, breast into little, strips, little into little strips. Yeah. Yes. So chicken tenders would work. Yes. Oh, that sounds really good. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for sharing. Thank you for being here. Mika, who's next? Next is Kim. Oh, I bet she's got a great recipe for us this Hi, week. Hi, Kim from Louisiana. <laughs> I'm sure she's working on muting herself. I know. Kim, are you there? Kim. Yes, I am. And I just started gabbing away with my <laughs> Okay, I was muted, and now I'm apparently not. I'm actually from Metairie, Louisiana, which is like a suburb of of New Orleans. So I got in under the M's, um, (laughs) and I, which is good because I'm needing to uh, do another Zoom meeting with my family because it's my birthday today. Mm. But anyway, I'm going to do birthday, Kim. Thank you. I'm going to do chicken cacciatore. Hey, thank you. Um, chicken cacciatore. Okay. I've already written this up for you, Sheila, in a Word document this time. Smart me. Um, anyway, you take your chicken and you brown it. And you can use either. I use thighs. We like thighs in my family. So I use thighs. And I would use about six thighs. And then, or you could use, you know, like maybe four breasts. Because you make a lot of sauce to go with it. Um. You brown your chicken, and uh, about a couple of minutes before you're done browning your chicken, you throw in some onion and garlic, you know, like the jarred garlic. I quit using that real stuff a long time ago because it's so much easier just to use that jarred stuff until your onion is translucent, and then you pour in a one twenty-eight ounce can of tomatoes, and you can choose whichever kind of tomatoes you want, whether you want um, you know, whatever kind they have, um, and one 14 ounce can of tomatoes. Now I put this in at the end and, um, but I can say it now. Um, it comes out to be kind of a thin sauce. So if you prefer it to be thicker instead of putting in the can of tomato sauce, which I did not just say, but a can of tomato sauce along with the two cans of tomatoes, um, you could probably put in tomato paste and that would probably make it thicker. It would also, I think tomato paste is more seasoned and um, may add a little more flavor to it anyway. Um, so um, for seasoning, you, um, I don't measure anything because I just, it's easier just to throw it in there. So I use the Italian seasoning, which is a cheat, you know, you, instead of using the parsley and the oregano and all that, I just use Italian seasoning. And I just throw it in there until I like the taste of it. And I like basil particularly. So I add in some of that. And I also like garlic a lot. My whole family likes garlic a lot. So I might add some put powdered garlic on top of minced garlic. And um, that's it for the seasoning. And so you let it cook for about an hour on low heat. And then you add in... Um, Probably you could probably for that.